Welcome to February's episode of She Watchables. I'm going to do the intro because uh, Rita couldn't remember what month it was. Doesn't know what month it is, yeah. (laughs) Which is fair enough because January felt like about nine months long. It was, yes. So, you know, it is a bit confusing as to where we're up to in the year already. January's like the um, special extended edition of months. Yes. Isn't it? It's like a normal month but with 30 extra days. But an extended edition that you didn't want or ask for. Exactly. Or need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like um, Zack Snyder's Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so this month we are bringing you part two of the Fellowship of the Ring, extended edition, the, the only, only edition. edition. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have to do the story so far because we did spend mm-hmm. at least um, the running t- the, th- the theatrical running time. I think we spent talking about <laughs> the first half of this film last month. So, yeah. um, so where, where did we get up to? Where's, where's the where's the split in the disc? So the split in the disc is when Elrond announces, "You shall be the, the Fellowship, Fellowship of, of the, the Ring." ring. Uh, yeah, so the pretty grand moment in the film. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so and then. Do we need to recap what happened before that? Should we do a little scooch through? Do, do a little like fast forward. Go on, previously on Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> so, um, Bilbo had a ring. He decided to use it to disappear. Gandalf made him leave it behind before he disappeared off to Rivendell. Because and the ring is... Because the ring is evil. evil. Super evil. Uh, so Frodo was looking after the ring. Then Gandalf came back and said... Is it secret? Is it safe? <laughs> and and then everything kicks off, and yeah. Frodo and Sam have to set off on a journey to take the ring. To we don't know where just at that out point. Of the just Shire. out of out the, of Shire the Shire, Shire because the Dark Riders are coming for him. They are. Uh, it picks up Merry and Pippin along the way, who are on the rob in Father Maggot's field. Yes, uh, they get chased by the Black Riders into the village of Bree, mm-hmm. where they meet a mysterious, scurry-looking chap. Called Strider or Aragorn, as we come to yes, um, or Elisa, Elisa, or yeah, <laughs> many other names. Yes, um, he leads them. He's a bit disappointed that Gandalf isn't with them. He he was supposed to be meeting them all there, and so Aragorn tries to lead them to the safety of Rivendell, uh, whilst they are still being pursued by the Black Riders. Uh, there's a bit of a fight. There is. A bit of a scuffle on where the top. Black Riders are trying to get the ring back. Yep. Frodo is wounded. Yes. Starts going all like ring racy. Um, and then Liv Tyler, sorry, uh, <laughs> Arwen. Arwen comes along <laughs> and uh, saves the day, saves Frodo's life, and uh, gets him into Rivendell. Um, where they meet Gandalf. Yes. Who has been. Kept prisoner. Yeah, he's been waylaid in uh, Isengard, hasn't he? He has. Yeah, poor guy. By Saruman, who has exchanged reason for folly. Bad Saruman. Bad Saruman. Uh, So, yeah, Gandalf gets rescued by the eagle, the moth and the eagle. Yes. um, From the top of uh, Isengard Tower. Quite handy, the eagle. Awesome. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, so they all kind of converge in Rivendell. And Elrond has called a, a meeting of other races as well. So there's elves mm-hmm. and men and dwarves. And then obviously we've got the hobbits. Uh, Bilbo's there as well, which is a nice little surprise oh, for Frodo because okay. he gets to see Bilbo again. Um, and 
Yeah, they have a meeting to try and decide what they're going to do with the ring. They do. At which point they sort of all eventually, begrudgingly in some cases, agree that it needs to be taken to Mordor and cast into the fiery chasm of Mount Doom. (laughs) And destroyed. (laughs) And that's where we're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Or as I've written, the Fellowship has been formed in Rivendell and they're off to Mordor to destroy the ring. (laughs) (laughs) But I did enjoy your special extended edition of the story so far. Thank you. You You thought this episode was going to be under an hour. More fool you. I did, I know, I did. Oh dear. (laughs) A triumph of hope over experience. Do you ever regret inviting me to do this podcast? (laughs) Never, no, not at all. We spoke, oh, just incidentally, I wrote down that uh, when we were talking about um, the IMDb score and the awards that it mm-hmm. won, we said that we were surprised that Gosford Park mm-hmm. won the uh, Screen Actors Guild Ensemble um, Award uh-huh. this year. It's now on Netflix, Gosford Park. Oh, okay. So I feel like, a, feel like I have to go along and watch it at some point. Yeah, I do have a week off coming to, up, so oh, if, I, if yeah. I get through all the things that I want to watch, I might watch that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see, did they deserve it? Because, yeah, you know, I think this, this fellowship is a is pretty strong. It is. Pretty strong. Um, so who did... We talked about some of the cast last time, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, have you got any particular cast members that you want to single out for this half of this film? I'm honestly racking my brains now to remember who we spoke, <laughs> spoke about we last We spoke month. about uh, Aragorn, spoke about uh, Viggo, didn't mm-hmm. we, last time, mm-hmm. and um, the possible alternate casting. Uh, we spoke yeah. about Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, mm-hmm. and possible alternative casting for Gandalf. Yeah. I felt like I needed to mention Lawrence Makuari, and I may be pronouncing that entirely incorrectly. Okay. It's, it's quite possible. Um, who plays Lurtz right. in this one. I felt like I had to single him out. Okay. Because, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it to the next film. So I felt like... Who, who is he? Lurtz, the, uh, the, the Uruk High. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that was his name. Well, I didn't know the Uruk. Well, here's name. the well. Here's the thing. He's not in the book, is he? No. He was kind of. He wasn't invented for the film. He was just given a name, I think. Okay. Because Peter Jackson felt that they didn't want the the Orc or the Uruk height to just be a horde of bad guys. Okay. They wanted a a, a you know a chief bad guy. Right, someone yeah. that could be the face of. Well, he certainly pulls that Saruman. role off well. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. So yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, I don't actually think his name is mentioned in the film. I think I'm right there. Yeah, I don't. But think he is, is credited as 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 being alert. Okay, good. And yeah, and yeah, he, he, he do, I feel like we need to mention him in this okay, film, yeah, at this point because enough. he doesn't. Make, now mm. the actor who plays him, who I'm going to mispronounce again, <laughs> Lawrence Makuari. Yeah, he does make it back into. This trilogy. <gasps> Excellent. Oh, I'm guessing now as to who he ends yeah, up being. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. it twice, actually. Okay. He's got more speaking parts than any other... Well, yeah, no, he has. He's got more speaking oh, that, parts that than any other it. I know it is now. <laughs> in this trilogy. Even though he doesn't say very much, uh-huh. <laughs> he does have more parts because he plays three different characters in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. But, um... But yeah, he doesn't make it to Two Towers, so I felt we needed to mention him here. Okay, yeah. Because he is he's, he's a Maori, he's from uh, New Zealand, he's six foot four, and he had to his body had to be entirely covered in prosthetics. I know, that just looked uncomfortable, that, yeah. that costume. and But literally, makeup. obviously you've got the costume, yeah. but under the costume you've got the prosthetics, yeah. which apparently, about halfway through the 
application procedure uh-huh. precluded any toilet visits. Oh dear. So that's how. So you were incredibly dehydrated. I would while imagine he was so. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My goodness. So um, so I just think you know props to him because mm-hmm. it's I think it's quite it's quite famous that uh, John Reese davis has gone on record mm-hmm. <coughs> saying that he hated his prosthetics yes. and he had allergies to them and he had to have days mm-hmm. off shooting because he had terrible... Because it was so bad. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But this guy, he might not have done as many days, mm-hmm. but he was covered in prosthetics. Yikes. It was a, something like an eight or nine hour procedure. Oh my goodness. So, you know, good for him. Yeah. R.I.P. Lurtz. Yeah. Even though you're a baddie. Yeah. Um, he's been in quite a lot of things, um, most of which I haven't seen. He, he played one of the bad guys in Die Another Day, oh, wait, which okay. I had forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Kill. Mr. Kill. Excellent Bond, uh, <laughs> Bond bad guy now. Back in the classy days yeah, of Bond. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and he, he played the Prince of Morocco in The Maori Merchant of Venice, which mm. it does not seem to be available anywhere, but I'm oh. sure that's, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's really interesting. It's done in the Maori language as well. Cool. So, yeah, fun. unfortunately, in uh, English-speaking films, he just tends to play huge, mm-hmm. hulking, great brutes. Aww. But bless him, he does it very well. He does. And I just wanted to make the point as well that this is how and why you write a made-up character. Because yeah. he's not in the book, mm-hmm. and they give him a name, and they give him you know, a prominence, yep. because they want to put a face to these bad guys, mm-hmm. these hordes of bad guys. Yep. And I think it works yeah. Really, really well. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have him, if it was just hordes of bad guys just swarming over and you didn't have that end sequence, which we will come to, <sighs> then it just wouldn't be the same film. Yeah, true. They do something quite different in The Hobbit where they just make characters oh, up don't. to try and address some kind of perceived gender inequality. Yeah. That's not that's not what you do. No. You remember the song Three Lines on the Shirt? Yes. 30 Years of Hurt. <laughs> well, yes. I feel like the Hobbit will. St- I'll still be feeling thirty years of hurt so. in thirty years' time. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. <sighs> we, we've just been rewatching the comedy series Spaced. Yay! <laughs> um, for I don't know the how many time, and yeah, the the, the feeling <clears throat> that uh, that Tim has about the Phantom <laughs> Menace. I feel I'm going to carry this Hobbit oh, thing with me for my, yeah the the rest of my natural life. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think you know it, there's not. It's not bad to make new characters, mm-hmm. to change bits, bits of the yeah, story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think, in the, as we think we said last time, I think the Lord of the Rings films are better than the books. Yeah. You know, because yeah, they put all the important mean. bits in, they leave out all the not important bits. Mm-hmm. And the embellishments that they do, I'd like the, the, There's a point to it. Yeah, it's yeah. worthwhile. Definitely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's how you do it. So, yeah, oh, just shout out to Lawrence, um, whose name I can't pronounce, Makuari. I'm going with that. yeah. I say it with confidence. Yes. Props to him anyway. Okay, so I'll I'll have a little mention for Orlando Bloom and Liv Tyler. Because okay. they were pretty new into the sort of acting yeah. roles. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, when they got offered the jobs Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. So Orlando Bloom was only two days away from finishing acting school. If only he'd stuck around <laughs> for those last two days. Oh my, I am exactly. joking. No, I'm, I'm so sorry, glad Orlando. You said that. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> um, I think he's cast perfectly he is. as someone who... Can't quite grasp emotion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he was like, he was a baby of the acting world, really. Um, So I believe Liv Tyler, she's obviously grown up around actors, like, you know, just celebrities, stars. Yes. So I think she took it all a little bit more in a stride and she was 
a little bit older than Orlando Bloom and she kind mm-hmm. of saw him as like a little baby brother who needed looking after. Oh. And so, yeah, she kind of took him under her yeah. wing. When she was there on set, she would always like go and look after him and check in oh. on him. Footnote. Casting American rock star royalty Liv Tyler as Arwen Evenstar was controversial among Tolkien fans. Uma Thurman had been offered the part, but turned it down because she was pregnant at the time. She was subsequently offered the role of Eowyn, with the role of Faramir offered to her then-husband Ethan Hawke. They chose instead to focus on raising their daughter Maya, last seen playing Robin in Season 3 of Stranger Things, which also featured Samwise Gamgee himself, Sean Astin. Apparently Orlando actually auditioned to play Faramir. Oh my, um, that would have been a very different film. But then he was offered the part of yeah. Vigorless instead. Yeah. Um, and then earned himself the nickname from Vigo Mortensen, Elf Boy. Elf Boy. Of course, <laughs> Elf Boy. Liv Tyler. Bless her. I feel so sorry for her. She spent hours learning to sword fight. She mm. went through all the same sword fighting training with, I think it was Bob Anderson, was like yeah, the chief yeah. sort of sword fighting mm-hmm. guy and choreographer. So she put all that effort in and she doesn't actually she doesn't. get to fight no. anybody. So I think she was a little bit gutted about that. She gets to brandish a sword. Yeah. That was at the end of yeah. part one. Yeah. When she's uh, taking Frodo to Rivendell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, she doesn't fight with it. I've got a little bit of info about that later on. Oh, but um, yeah, I'll save it for later. I always think, though, how amazing it must be to be an actor and just to get to train to do these things. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for a short period of time. Yeah. You know. To, to that, and even if you don't actually get to use it, I guess. Exactly. It's still a skill. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd be a bit disappointed that you've done all that work and it doesn't get to go on screen, but yeah, still fun, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice skill to have under your belt, I guess. Yeah. And I do think, joking aside, that Orlando Bloom is he's well cast. Yeah, he is. He's perfect as Legola. Yeah. So I don't actually... I can't think of anybody else at that sort of time. No. That you could have cast that would play it as well or look as good as he does. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the thing. Yeah. He's got all the physicality. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like an elf. Yeah. Doesn't he? You yeah. Know? Um, and he does all the physical stuff. Apparently he did a lot of training with the bow and arrow and such, mm-hmm. you know. So he really, you know, he made the role his own. Yes. As, as they say. But, uh, yeah, bless him. He's not got a huge emotional range, has he? No. Or if he has, we haven't seen it yet. No. In anything. That I think the most emotional in. I've seen him in is Pirates of the Caribbean. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only the first one, because, goodness, it gets a little bit ropey after that. It does get a little bit ropey. Yeah. Mentioned to Ian Holm as well, who, as mm-hmm. you say, Bilbo's only in it very, very shortly. But, oh, my word. That bit. That frightened the life out of me in the cinema. The first time saw it. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know it's coming now, so it's not so bad. But, yeah, when, when he tries to take the ring mm-hmm. from Frodo and his face changed. And that was a puppet. Oh, um, right, okay. They That's made a they puppet. Yeah, Weta made a puppet and mm-hmm. then they kind of filmed that and they filmed Ian Holm and then they merged the two mm-hmm. together. So, I mean, I don't know how, they must have spent months, weeks yeah. um, making this puppet and it's literally on screen for like I that know. much, but it's quite terrifying. It is. I was what, like on the rewatch and the re rewatch and stuff, um, I was watching that bit really closely to yeah. see, like, you know, kind of waiting for it and to see, like, the yeah. full thing. Because sometimes you kind of, you know, it's coming and you just kind flinch. of go... Flinch. <laughs> yeah. And, like, flinch, yeah. But it's brilliant because they get, like, the facial change first. Like, you see his eyes whining and yeah. darkening and then he goes, yeah. like that afterwards. And I think if they'd have just done it all in, like, one second... Yeah. 
like the the physical change and the jump. Yeah. It wouldn't have had the same impact, but no. it's because you can see that like change coming for like a, yeah. a second, and then he like lunges at Frodo, and he's like, "Oh my god, that's me!" <laughs> and it's, um, I think, in the book it says something like, "A shadow passes over Bilbo's face." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, not wrong. Noddy looks like a crazy, scary zombie I mean, yeah. about to try and eat Frodo. <laughs> but I also think it's, I mean, it's just like a couple of minutes, just that little scene, but it's so emotional. That always upsets me a little bit where he turns around and he says, "I'm sorry." Yeah, and he apologized, and not just for being scary, <laughs> yeah. Know, but yeah. like sorry that he's got the ring, yeah. and sorry that he's kind of started all of this, and that always gets me. I always think it's like oh, the regret Bilbo. of an old man. Yeah, because he has suddenly got old, hasn't he's he? Because he's not old. got the ring anymore. Yeah. So I just love that bit, even though it's only really short. Mm-hmm. And, you know, props to to Ian Holm. Yeah, yeah. Good lad. There's, there's quite a bit of silent acting again from Sir Ian. We spoke about the the looks on his face. Is yeah, we get a bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, yeah, Frodo says we'll go through the mines, and he says so be it. And he just does the little. Yeah, <sighs> it's like it's the foreboding before as well, yeah. where Moria is mentioned and Gandalf like looks at him. Yeah, at Gimli like, no, I would only, I would I would not pass through Moria unless like we really yeah, have yes. to sort of yeah. thing. And you're like, Why? what's in Moria? Yeah, what's going on? But yeah, lots of. Uh, Lots of good facial expressions. Definitely. <laughs> I also like the bit where um, <laughs> where he's trying to get into the mine mm-hmm. and he's foxed by the puzzle. Yeah. And Pippin just says, nothing's happening, like a little Greek chorus. <laughs> and he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> Gandalf doesn't say anything, but just looks at him like, yes, yes, I, I'm worth. <laughs> nothing's happening. <laughs> that does make me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, and just a mention for Kate Blanchett as well, because she's, is she in any more of it? Do we get a glimpse of her in the last one? She does. Uh, what in the? Um, she's she's in, in the Hobbit, isn't she? Is she in? She's in Return, Return of, of the King, King yeah, because she, is, yeah. she. Oh, hold on! Is it? No, it's not Return of the King. It's the Two Towers. She's in it when um, Frodo. Spoiler alert! When Frodo gets in trouble with Shelob. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind yeah. of makes like a sort of ethereal, dreamy. That's right. Slash nightmare appearance yeah. in that. Yeah, because um, he's got the light. By yes. the, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we are. Yes, yeah, yeah. Let's not skip to the end. She's, um, apparently she only took the part, well, I'm sure she didn't only take the part, but she wants, she's always wanted to act with pointy ears. Oh, okay. So it was either this or Star Trek, I guess. <laughs> so Oh, she is in Return of the King at the end as well, at the White Shores. She oh, I don't want to spoil That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she gets, she, she manages does, to yeah. get in this all is her films. main. This is her main bit yes, isn't it yeah. it is so yeah so we just wanted to mention her mm-hmm. here because she wanted to have the pointy ears and uh, I didn't realise she's the only Australian actress to have two Oscars oh really yeah wow. what was he for for The Aviator right which have you seen The Aviator no oh it's very good is it she's very good in it it's very good she's amazing she plays Catherine Hepburn right okay um, yeah she's brilliant very well deserved oh. uh, and in Blue Jasmine as well oh which I have okay. seen but unfortunately, like a lot of recent Woody Allens, I can't remember. Yeah. They, they kind of run into one. I don't think I've um, seen that either. But I think I liked it. <laughs> I think I liked it. But yeah, it's, yeah, bless. They do all, they're all a bit of a muchness these days. But uh, yeah, a double Oscar winner. So um, I had a degree of Richard Curtis last time. Yes, and I failed to do my homework last time, so I have done it this time. <laughs> Albeit it's very short homework okay. for me. Yeah. Um, okay, so Peter Jackson, mm-hmm. director of Lord of the Rings, and 
The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not mention that again. He cast Benedict Cumberbatch in The Hobbit as he did a smog, smog, smog. Just sound like a cat now. Smog. <laughs> so yes, Benedict Cumberbatch is in The Hobbit. He is. He also is Doctor Strange. He is. And his uh, love interest in Doctor Strange is played by Rachel McAdams. Yes. And Rachel McAdams stars in About Time, which was written and directed by Richard Curtis. Well done. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Um, I had a really, really easy one that I can't believe I didn't find last month when it just mm-hmm. all went all round the houses. Orlando Bloom played Will Turner, as we've already said, in Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. with Keira Knightley, who oh, played Juliet in Love Actually. Ta-da! Ta-da! Well go. done. Easy. Yeah. Yep. I like it. So that's that's more. Like, oh, do you know what? I was going to say that's the cast. That's the cast done. But I've actually I've, I've written down an MVP. Oh, go on. Okay, for just for yeah. this section, for this bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Bean. Bean. I'm going to go with Bean. Not necessarily, <laughs> you know, because of the the you know the acting. Although the acting is amazing, uh-huh. but because he drives the story, mm-hmm. he is ultimately the one who makes Frodo leave the Fellowship. Spoiler alert. Yes. Um, you know, he he pushes that. Mm-hmm. Pushes him away because he's he desires to get the ring for his yeah. own ends. Yeah, and then having done that, he also rescues the rest of the hobbits so that they can continue. Um, yeah, in the part in the quest. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Bean, Bean for most valuable player. Oh, fair yeah. enough. I respect yeah. that, and I think yeah. he deserves it. You yeah. know, he deserves it. He gets a bit of um, you know redemption, mm-hmm. doesn't he, at yeah. the end? So yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I. I I do love Boromir as a character. I think yeah. when when you first start like this part too, yes, you get to see like the nice playful side of him because he's teaching Merry and Pippin how yeah. to sword fight, and yeah, then they get a bit is. carried away and he accidentally hurts one of them, yeah. and then they end up wrestling on the floor. And I think yeah. oh, it's so nice, and he's laughing. Oh no! And you kind of see more of you see a little bit more of that Boromir in the later in the, films. Yes, yeah, but. In this, that's just like a little glimpse that he, he can actually be like a really nice yeah. character. But literally within like five minutes, mm-hmm. they're on Caradress. Yeah. And that guy is absolutely torn into over that ring. Which I've actually written down in my it is, uh, in my favourite lines and can you use them in real life? <laughs> <laughs> that little, that little okay. Uh, but... Yeah, I think in the later films as well, once Faramir comes into it, mm. and then you realise why he's kind of messed up, why they yeah. both are, yeah. um, and then the father. and Yeah, but at this point, as you say, you're only getting a little snapshots yeah. of a, a short period in Boromir's life, aren't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. you know, and as you say, he turns from playful very quickly to... Yeah. Well, it's not him, it's the ring, isn't it? It is, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's not, yeah, exactly. It's almost Some like people a... are more susceptible to it, exactly, because, but yeah. his, his desire to use it is... It comes from good, like like they of say. Course. At yeah. various points, your desire to wield the ring it. might yeah. come from good, but through it, through it you, it will just be yeah. bad. Yeah, that's it. It can't um, be used for good. It's kind of like a drug metaphor, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure that so. Tolkien didn't mean it that way because mm. I don't think it was a major issue in his time. But I think it is mm. in a way. You know, it's the um, it changes people. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the person themselves. It's the you know, it's the ring that that. Mm. Turns them evil, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, true. Um, so, favourite scenes. We're gonna we're gonna go through this in in scene by scene. I think this is the I only know, sensible so way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what's your what's your? Do you have favourite scenes? Or is it just all of it. 
Okay, so when they first set off, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this meme doing the rounds on Facebook <gasps> recently. The, the, yeah, the music. About, yeah, yeah, and the most epic scene. Yeah. Yeah. So I do love that scene. Oh, and it yeah. is partly, it's a very large chunk of it is down to the music. Definitely. But also just because visually it looks amazing. Do you, do you know that was done against blue screen? Because that's what? ruined. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That has ruined it for me. Oh my gosh. What we weren't on. I mean, they may have been on top of a mountain, yeah. but they didn't have that backdrop. Oh, that backdrop. So, um, so the bit we're talking in. about is as the as the fellowship are setting off, it shows them crossing like country and walking up hills and things like that, mm-hmm. and then the music starts to kick in, and then it goes bam, 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 like all grand and massive, and it's literally just them lot. Like the fellowship walking past a rock, yeah, but with the mountains in the background. Yeah, yeah. The meme on Facebook, you need to look it up if you've not seen it. Yeah. Is uh, I bet you can't make nine people walking past, past a rock the most yeah. epic scene in a film. Yeah, and it's like hold my beer. <laughs> but it is, and again, like we said last time, it's almost like these. This film has been made to watch in two halves. Yeah, because you get the 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 making of the fellowship at the end of the first one, and then the second one, it is like. Do you remember these guys? Here yeah. they are. Just going to introduce them again. Mm-hmm. Just going to have them walk past the camera. Here they are. Yeah. This is our fellowship. Mm-hmm. Footnote. In this, Peter Jackson is actually fulfilling Tolkien's wish, rejected by the publishers, that each of the three books in the Lord of the Rings trilogy be divided into two parts. Thankfully, he did not go along with the author's desire that the whole series be released as a single volume, or we'd have had to spend the whole day in the cinema. So yeah, I do. I, that's one of my favourite scenes, it is, just because yeah. it it is like it's the start of the actual journey. Yeah, and the music's amazing. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think Moria. I yes. love Moria. Yeah. I love Moria. Mm-hmm. Like all of it, from the, when they go in to when they come out. But if I had to pick a bit, the bit in. In the, the, the tomb of yeah. Balin, ba- Dwayling. Balin, I say. Balin, but, okay, yeah. let's call the, the whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that bit in there where Gandalf is reading from the book. Yes, so terrifying. Drums in the deep, we cannot get out, we cannot get out, they, they are, are coming. coming. And then Pippin accidentally oh, throws man. the skeleton down the well. Just that bit, but yeah, just yeah. those words from Gandalf. Oh my word, I'm getting a little bit goosebumpy. Yeah, but Gandalf, like, stop freaking everybody out reading the book. <laughs> Are you heard of reading silently, Gandalf? Yeah, it's no wonder Pippin starts wigging <laughs> out behind you. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, everyone would be freaking out at that Definitely. point. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I Everybody's do feel sorry dead. for Pippin. In There's that nine scene. of them, and the whole of the, the dwarves in the whole of Moria could not defeat whatever was in the... So yeah, probably but not. Somehow they do. Yeah. Well, oh, kind yeah, of. Yeah. But yeah, not 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 a great uh, not a great plan from Gandalf. That no, no. no. I like. Um, there's a bit in Moria before that where they're lost. Where Gandalf's not sure yes. of the way. Yeah. And it kind awesome of introduces speech. you to Gollum. Yeah. And then Frodo recognizing that it is Gollum. Um, mm-hmm. It prompts that whole conversation between him and Gandalf. Yeah. And. It's under favourite lines as well. Oh. I, but it's like a little conversation. I wish the ring had never come to me. Oh. I wish none of this has happened had happened and Gandalf so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Do you have this written on yourself? I do. <laughs> Are you reading <laughs> not that your whole hand? conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I just have the all we have to decide is what to do what with to the do time with the that is given yeah. to us yeah. bit. 
Um, oh, it's a but fabulous. That whole conversation. Com- yeah, it is, yeah. Where Frodo goes from like a hatred of Gollum, yes. even though he doesn't know anything yeah, really yeah. about him, other than he's like led the wraiths and Sauron to know that he's yeah. got a ring. He goes from this complete hate to Gandalf saying, "But you should actually, feel he, sorry for him, yeah, yeah, you should feel really sorry for him, pity him, and he probably will have a bigger part to play in this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. don't don't be so hasty to want to kill him." I, I love Gollum. So I just nice. love him as a character because yeah. he's so tragic. I love tragic characters. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. And I'm, I am going to say at this point, under is it a bit far fetched? How does Gollum get through Moria? I don't know. He just does. He's just he's probably got like loads of little hidey holes and Possibly. I mean he's, he looks pretty flexible, doesn't yeah, he? And yeah, like he's so he can... wiry and skinny. Yeah, and he can probably like creep around all kinds of little. Yeah, I suppose we. Yeah, we don't know if he's been there before or. Yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously once all once the bridge of Khazad Doom's knocked out, mm. he ain't going that way with them, is he? You know, no. so but he does get through. And I think is a Moria like underneath the Misty Mountains, and isn't it the Misty Mountains where Gollum went and hid? It is, yes. So like, so is that is that uh, how I, many I hundreds or whatever years? Yes, possibly. So yeah, he yeah. probably does know his way, his way around it a little bit. That's fair enough. Yeah. So is that where um, where Bilbo got the ring in the first place? It was in the Misty Mountains, um, but I don't know if it was in in that particular Perhaps not as low down. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Well, okay. I'll I'll give him a pass (laughs) on that. I'll give him a pass. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, Moria, I love it. I Mm -hmm. love it. And what I love... I I tended to think, when I was re-watching this, I thought that Moria was a bigger section. But you get Mm. out of Moria, there's tonnes of the film left. Yeah, there is loads. Yeah. The only thing that I wrote under, is it COVID safe, this is relevant, is that there isn't any ventilation in the mine. (laughs) So when they're in the mine, you know, open a window, somebody, you know, that place has been closed up for a while. Um, So that's not particularly COVID safe. I think COVID's probably the least of the worries at that point. (laughs) True, yes, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what uh, Saruman's talking about when he says there are things, you know, more scary than orcs. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Omicron. Um... But what I love, what I was going to say, is I love it when you when they come out of the mine mm-hmm. and it's light and you feel like a little mole yeah. because you've been watching this dark film mm-hmm. for so long, not thematically, but just it's dark because it's in Moria. Yeah. Um, and then when they come out at the end, I always think it feels like when you walk out the cinema in the middle of the day and you're expecting <laughs> yeah. it to be dark and it's, it's not. So and you're confusing. Bit, yeah, disorientated. Yeah. I just love it. I love the uh, love the cinematography though. It's brilliant. Yeah. And yet, even though we're in a mine uh-huh. and there's very little light, mm-hmm. you can see what's going on. Yes. It's not like some Take of these films. note. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> Certain directors. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I was watching some of the later Harry Potters that have been re-shown on the TV. Mm-hmm. And some of them, you, you have no idea what is going on. Yeah. It's so dark. Mm-hmm. But Moria is just, it's, you see everything. It's yeah. great. When they go into the Grand Hall in Moria, mm. the big cavernous yeah. grand hall the cgi for this film mm-hmm. was just ridiculous yes yeah. like how they can do that with a computer and make it look like those actors have stood in a hall that is actually yeah. really there and that big uh-huh. is amazing it really is i remember seeing that at the cinema and just being blown away mm-hmm. by just how the size of it yeah and then when all the arcs run in oh yeah and they come from everywhere down the yeah. columns and up the columns and all that oh. detail yeah and, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, the whole bit in Moria. I, 
I've just written like so much stuff about the visuals in this film. It's ridiculous <laughs> oh, yeah. because every single like I've broken it into like acts in my head. Mm-hmm. So every single act has its own amazing like visuals in it yeah. that just kind of blow you away yeah. in each one. And you think, oh my gosh, this was like twenty years ago, and like there's still there's films coming out now that don't even look as good as yeah. Lord of the Rings Lots did, of them. yeah, and yeah. does. You know, it's going to hold up for a long, 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 long time. There's very, very little that's dated. Mm-hmm. I would say the only thing that I've put down that's dated is um, th- there's there's quite a bit of like slow mo in it, and some of it's like good slow mo, yeah. like when Aragorn's running up the steps and he's getting shot mm-hmm. at with arrows mm-hmm. and you know those kinds of things, um, but. The Uruk High, some of the there are some little bits where there's weird slow mo right. that looks a bit eighties. I don't really know what <laughs> oh, the purpose of that was. Now. Just these little bits, you know, yeah. where the where the Uruk High is, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like weird slow mo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was to kind of make them look otherworldly or whatnot, but yeah. you know, they don't need much help to be fair. You yeah. Know? So I don't know. Those are the only bits where I think, why, mm. you know, just kind of looks a little bit dated. Maybe Peter Jackson just wanting to like maximise the gore factor Maybe, of his film yeah, because he's yeah. that's what he's done before. Possibly, so, possibly. I don't know. And the Galadriel. I know we're, I'm moving on to Act Two now, but like the Galadriel <laughs> bit where she changes, we have the little, yes. you know, where she's tempted. I think I don't know. That could have been done a little I just bit. Find it a little bit ropey, considering, yeah. like you say, all the stuff in Moria, Bridget Kazard doing the Balrog. Mm-hmm. They, they were literally writing the uh, computer program mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. for fire weren't they someone yeah. was literally going how are we going to do this yeah. we'll tell you what we'll do we'll make our own <laughs> we'll program just do it. we'll, we'll just do it. it yeah and they did that and then to do stuff like that and then i just think when galadriel goes all like ooh spooky mm-hmm. it's a bit not as good as it could be yeah but those are the only bits that i think are, are, are dated like you mm-hmm. said the rest of it is just going to stand the test of time yeah i reckon Definitely. so has done so far mm-hmm. so yeah so we can't exit Moria without talking about the incident. <sighs> the incident, yeah. Ooh. The unfortunate event. Bye, or is it? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, come on. <laughs> well, no, no. I don't think it's a spoiler. To say I don't think it is, but not only that, I think it's fairly well documented that when Gandalf has his standoff mm-hmm. against the Balrog and the Balrog, we think it's all over, yeah. the Balrog comes back with his fiery whip. And grabs him. Yep. I think everyone knows that Gandalf lets go. He, yeah, he doesn't he does, fall. But why? he doesn't fall because he knows he can beat him. He knows he's got but him. But he doesn't need to. Well, maybe, but maybe he does because he has to come back as Gandalf the White. He has yeah, to come back stronger. Did he, did he know that he was going to do that? Or I'm going to say yes. Know. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I don't know. Like for me, I feel like he could have just clung on there. <laughs> got Aragorn and Boromir to come over and help him up and they'd just all tottered out. Yeah, well, that wouldn't have made a very good film, slash book. Well, no, it? it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't. But, yeah, uh, yeah the way they filmed that... Yeah. Where he, do, he clearly, he clearly, he clearly go. just goes, fly, you fools. And then he, yeah, and lets him he does. Go. It's yeah. like, no, why did he do that? He could have just... But done. it's almost Saruman is taunting him, isn't he? As we said mm. before about going into the mines. And I just wonder, I haven't read, I've read The Lord of the Rings, I haven't read the appendices and the Silmarillion and all that Ooh, ain't nobody I tried reading the Silmarillion and it did not get very far <sighs> no I've got I've got other books to read frankly you know. <laughs> <laughs> but 
so so maybe I'm maybe there is an actual answer to this. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering whether the reason why he's taunting him is because Gandalf knows something bad's going to go down there. Yeah. He knows that something. He maybe he knows his end. Maybe he knows that's where he's going to you know yeah. end his life. Or maybe he knows that there's going to be some kind of transition. But maybe Gandalf knows yeah. something bad's coming, mm-hmm. and so does Saruman, and that's why he's you know, winding him up. And that's why he's forcing him into Moria. And that's ultimately why they have to go through Moria. Yeah. Because that's his fate. Footnote. According to the book, Aragorn warns Gandalf personally against going into Moria, as if he were aware of the fate that would befall him. Galadriel states that needless were none of Gandalf's deeds, so it can be assumed that his fall was intentional and necessary. Note to listener... If you're going to Google any Tolkien fan theories, including how Gollum found his way through Moria, make sure you have an afternoon free. And apparently when they do come out blinking like moles into the sun, mm-hmm. um, when they filmed that scene, none of them had actually met Sirian at that point. Oh, right, okay. They hadn't even started... That they haven't seen Gandalf right. in all his, all his gear. So confusing. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty good. How do you pull good. that emotion for well, somebody that you've not bonded with well, yet? Well, you, you know, well, that's acting. I know. I could, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, me neither. No, but that's <laughs> quite impressive, knows? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Again, all apart from uh, Paul Legolas, who was trying to get a handle on human grief. <laughs> can't quite. But that, that was intentional. You know, he's yeah. looking a bit vacant, and it's because he doesn't really get it, because yeah. he's about 143 already, isn't he, or something mm-hmm. silly like that. Sorry, this is just a little random thought that's popped into my head, but Orlando Bloom, Legolas, mm-hmm. only speaks one line to Frodo in the entire trilogy. Oh, yeah, and isn't this at the count? It's not is even. It, yeah, it's at the count. Yeah, it's not yeah. even specifically to him, is it really? Or it could be. It, it kind of says, and my bow. That's right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. literally all he ever says it's to Frodo. Strange, it's really it? funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legolas is. is just constantly pointing things out, isn't he? I think that's the... <laughs> but he is, unfortunately. That's his role, isn't it? Because yeah. he can see. Yes. You know, his character's supposed to be able to see long distances. Mm-hmm. So he always spots things before everybody else and he always wants to move on. Yeah. You know, that's kind of his role. I do always think when, I, when I'm re-watching it that, like, Specsavers Mr. Trick with the um, bit where the, like, spy crows are yeah. flying in yeah. from a distance and Gimli just thinks it's a cloud, a wisp of cloud. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Legolas is like, no, mate, that's like a load of spy <laughs> yeah. crows. Should have gone to and, uh, Yeah, should have gone to Specsave. It's like, in what world do you think that's a wisp of cloud? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, in the, um, on the, the commentary, uh, I can't think who it is that says it's a reference to the birds. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Oh, really? I'm not sure it is. It's just oh, some birds, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's all it is. Because all they do is fly around. Like, and that's kind of what birds do. Scope out what's going yeah. on and then... Exactly. Do you know what? I can't tell you how many times I'd rewatched it before I put those two things together, because the crows come in, yeah, and then the next scene, we get you following exactly. Through. You follow the crows back to yeah, Saruman and his uh, orc factory. Uh-huh. Um, but I just didn't twig that at all for the first <laughs> several times. I just thought, what a cool shot. Oh, and then, of course, yeah. Oh, that's the cr- those are the crows. Those are the crows. You seen through the crow spies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you do see different things when you, do. you watch it don't you yeah. so that's act one and then we get out of Moria mm-hmm. and we end up in Lothlorien oh, ethereal beautiful heavenly music 
yeah, not like that, no. Nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Indeed, nothing. Sorry, I was waving my hands a lot then as well. We need to do like a video were, of our well, podcasting sometimes because yeah. I must do some you were very strange You were playing things. a theremin though. I you was though, yeah. Imaginary yeah. theremin. Yeah. Got a bit carried away. No, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. I could kind of live without Loth Lorien. I know, I'm really sorry. But that's my only fast-forwardy bit. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't fast forward it. I'm just saying, if I had to, okay. if I, if I only had, you know, mm-hmm. if I only had a, 150 minutes to watch <laughs> since I filmed, then I would probably that would be the bit. I don't find them as welcoming as the Rivendell elves. No, they're a little bit more standoffish. They are, yeah, you know, not not as pleasant. Yeah, um, um, and Gad- Galadriel. I know she's our token strong female character in this, and by golly. Is she a strong mm-hmm. female character? Yeah. But she's not very likeable. Do you not think? No, I don't really. I, I find her a bit creepy. Well, she's you know. very creepy. Yeah. yeah, she can read minds. She messes with people's she messes, heads. Yeah, she messes with Frodo as well. Yeah. I think she's there to like emotionally push them to realise what it is that they're thinking, to, to sort of yeah. confront what they're yes. thinking yeah. and make a choice, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why I like her because right. she, she's without just coming right out and saying it. Yeah, she's like she she gets in Boromir's head. She does, yeah. and she's basically forcing him to confront the fact that he knows he's going to take that ring at some point, yeah. and he's going to be like overcome with the desire for the ring yeah. to the point where he's probably going to betray people. She makes Frodo realize that he's going to have to go alone. Yeah. Like, Gandalf's already hinted. Yeah. And said, like, you know, you can only really trust yourself. But Galadriel makes the penny drop, I think. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I, I like her. I mean, she is creepy. And yeah. She, and, you know, I'm not sure how I'd feel about having her, like, stomping around Rummaging in your head as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, talking to other people, but then secretly yeah. talking to me on the yeah. side. I'd be like, what are you doing, woman? What I do like about the extended edition <laughs> is they put in, or they put back in, the gift giving, yeah, because she smiles she and that, does. and she's and kind she of friendly. Seems just so lovely, she does. Yeah, I think without that mm-hmm. sequence, I think she just comes across as a yeah kind of power crazy mm-hmm. mind meddler. But I like yeah in the in the gift giving bit, I like it when she chuckles at Gimli. Yeah, and then she like that's cute. Gives him her and stuff. It is. That's really sweet. I also like um, Have You Run Out of Those Shiny Daggers <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, from Samwise. But it'd be no good having a dagger, would he? No. Because we get further into the story, she gives them exactly what they need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like Lothlorien as well because it introduces Haldir. Yes. And I really love his character and yeah. he's not in it enough. No, me. no, no, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that he says... Um, uh, we could shoot dwarves oh, breathe it, so loudly. It, it, we yes, could shoot uh, them it's, in it's, the dark. Or it's something in my like favourite line. Yeah. Yeah. Your dw- the dwarf breathed so loud. I could have shot him in the yeah. dark. Yeah, I feel oh, like that sometimes yes. myself when I'm doing park run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the elf sass. Yes, yeah, uh, and and it's it's another bit of the elf dwarf rivalry. Yeah, they don't get on, but yeah. then obviously they become friends mm-hmm. as the trilogy goes on. Yeah, that's uh And I think Lothorian looks absolutely amazing. Like when Haldir's leading him through the woods and then they finally get to like the, the heart of uh-huh. Lothlorien again. Visually wow. looks gorgeous. Yeah. And then you go into the woods mm-hmm. 
and it's all dark and lit and silver mm-hmm. and like on the extras when it shows you them building like the bigotures and miniatures and things yeah they actually built uh-huh. like parts of the set physically for Lothlorien yeah. which Ooh, just looked to have had a little play around in no I've actually put I really wish this was a real place I, <laughs> <laughs> I really do wish this yeah. was somewhere you could actually go and visit but right here's the big question would you rather be a Rivendell elf uh-huh. or a Lothlorien elf because I think I'm Rivendell all the way, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I know what you mean. I feel like the Rivendell elves are a bit more chill and probably yeah. a bit better at partying. Yeah, yeah. And I, seem... I like I like the feel of Rivendell yeah. as well. It seems friendly. It's like it a lake district, you know. It's yeah. like that kind of thing, yeah. that kind of vibe going on. Yeah, it's like the north versus south, isn't it? Ah, it's like the lake district and the Cotswolds or something, oh, you know. Oh, OK, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going for something a bit more fancy, like maybe Prague. You oh, know, okay. <laughs> somewhere that like, looks amazing, yeah. but a little bit more alien and, you know, oh, okay. not quite so, you know, yeah. uh, close to home, somewhere a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think I'm on Team Rivendell. Yeah, I reckon I would edge towards Rivendell, mm-hmm. but I'd maybe take a holiday to Lothlorien every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Just to go and visit my uptight cousins or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and of course they are related, aren't they? Because, yeah. um, have I got this right? Arwen, oh sorry, Galadriel is Arwen's like great gra- great great grandmother. Yeah, either great grandmother or great 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 grandmother. But she's like basically that, yeah. Aragorn's uh, great mother-in-law. She is. So yeah, so they are related somewhere along, mm-hmm. the, along the line. Yep. Um, and also, why does everyone talk so slowly <gasps> in Lothlorien? I don't know. I just think they've that... just got really good... Like half ent. Pipe weed. Maybe, maybe. But oh, particularly water. the scene yeah, with maybe Galad- it's the water. <laughs> but the scene with Galadriel and Frodo, they're both speaking very, <laughs> very slowly soon. and carefully. What will I see? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just ruining no, no, this bit no, of the film no, for you. No, but it's yeah, fine. I, I just know, totally with it agree. Yeah. I do agree. It is yeah, it's very it, funny. Know. Yeah. It is quite entertaining, that. Well, it kind of goes... Along with, like, Galadriel having her, um, like you said, scurry. Mm. Like, I am the queen yes. of evil darkness. Yes. Sorry, I can't quote that bit. I can't oh, remember it. love me and despair. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, yeah. It's a terrible impression. It's but, brilliant. Yeah. It is, yeah. But at that point, she's kind of speaking at, like, normal. She is. More human. Uh-huh. More man sort of uh, tempo and, uh-huh. and volume and things and yeah. she's like a bit raging so maybe it's just to like differentiate Possibly, between yeah, yeah. like yeah. her inner calmness and like you know everything Serenity. is peaceful and yes. to ah maybe death maybe. metal <laughs> <laughs> yes maybe maybe we'll go along with that yeah but I like the little bit where she sends them off on the boats on the like nice yes. swan boat thing yeah. down the river she's there looking all Pretty and ethereal again. And yeah. Wishing them well on their way. Having messed with their heads. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do like... Um, I like the scene in Lothlorien as well with Boromir and Aragorn again because you sort of see a bit more of a nice side of Boromir you where do. he's really homesick. He is, yeah. <laughs> and he's describing to Aragorn like the beauty and the yeah. feeling that he gets on his return to Gondor home. and yeah. hearing the horns calling him yeah. home and things. And I'm like... Oh, and he's 
bonding a little bit with yeah. Aragorn there yeah. as well because uh, it's like I want you to heads. come with me. And, exactly. Yeah. Have and you ever seen see. it? Have you ever yeah. seen it? Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, but bless him, he still he, he sees him him and Aragorn as equals still. He's like the he lords does. of Gondor. Yes. And it's yeah. like no, because Aragorn's actually the king of Gondor, even though yeah. he doesn't want it at the moment, and even though you don't think he should have it. Yeah. He's actually he the king of king. Gondor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I do like that scene. Mm-hmm. It was very pretty. And it, it and obviously, like, I mean, you never got to see that on first viewing in the cinema because mm-hmm. it wasn't in the cinematic release, I that th- Yeah, I thought that was missing. It's out. in yeah. the extended release. Uh-huh. So the first time I saw that, and then you know Boromir's fate, oh. and you know that he's yeah. never going to get to do that with yeah. Aragorn, yeah. it makes it really bittersweet. It does. It is a sad scene. Yeah, yeah. But this all starts to... Um, I think Aragorn has potentially the biggest story arc of any character in any film mm. because we're just like there's little nuggets all the way through this film where he's learning and yeah. he's preparing to be the king. Like mm-hmm. you say, Galadriel speaks to him about it, and then yeah. when Boromir speaks to him, and at the end, Act Three that we'll come to. Yep. I'm glad you've adopted my act thing. I know, I know. <laughs> it yeah. does kind of break up very nicely into three It does, acts, it really it, does, yeah. which is weird because it's, it's not like, a film, it's half of the film. Yeah, the start, does, of, yeah. the start of this half of the film is like a little prologue, right? and then it's act one, act two, act three. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, act three, as they exit uh, Lothlorien yeah. and go down the river. Yes, um, the river Anduin. Yeah. Oh, uh, like, <laughs> so when... When they were like training mm-hmm. ver- with various things for the, the film, obviously on the extras, they spend a bit of time talking about the canoe training. Oh right! <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of times like they knocked each other out of the boats into the water intentionally, intentionally, yes, yes. <laughs> intentionally. I would imagine, yeah. But um, like you get a lot of like um wide shots of the river and them in the boats going down it and stuff and for a lot of the wider shots they were using the the guys like the doubles for the hobbits yeah in the boats with um vigo and Uh sean and uh orlando Mm -hmm. in the boats with the with the doubles and i'm not i can't remember the guy's name now but the guy that was like doubling for frodo Mm -hmm. um Suddenly told Vigo, I can't swim, you know. So don't, don't, don't dunk us in the water yeah. because I actually can't swim. And lo and behold, oh my. about two minutes later, they're in the water. Where's health and safety on this? <laughs> well, every all these boats start like going, yeah. oh, panic, trying to get to him. And Vigo said, like, I'm trying to hold him up oh and like stop him from drowning. Yeah. But the weight of my gear that yeah. I've got on is like really heavy, so I'm trying to like swim yeah. one handed and keep us both afloat. Oh <laughs> Panic. Health yeah. and safety. Hello. <laughs> you think surely there's a piece of paper somewhere with can you swim on it as just <laughs> a, a checklist? So. Um, I'm yeah. sure there was soon after that happened. <laughs> yes, I would imagine so. Yeah. Footnote. Kieran Shah was Frodo's scale double in Lord of the Rings. He also doubled for the other Hobbits, including both the Martin Freeman and Ian Holm incarnations of Bilbo Baggins. His CV is impressive, having appeared as a stuntman in two Superman films, five Star Wars films, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Aliens and Titanic, and as Ginnabrick in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. At four foot one and a half, 
he holds the Guinness World Record for shortest professional stuntman. This bit at the end, where they mm-hmm. filmed it, I just, I just think, what an amazing paintball location! For I doing. know. It kind of reminds me of the place where we went paintballing yeah, yeah. and we did that last game. Yes. It really, it's, yeah. It's Lots got of things like to that, hide behind yeah. and, and such, yeah. And on a nice sort of slopey yeah, downhill yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great setting for mm-hmm. this final battle. Before they even get to that bit. Sorry, I'm just going on about visuals again. I know I'm like <laughs> a broken it. record. Go for it. But when they're on the river anduin and it takes them past the, the, the gates statues. of Argonas. Yes. It's called, yeah, and it's like the the king's statues. Uh-huh. Oh, my word, again, amazing. I think the thing that gets me is the bird that flies out. Yeah. The bird's been nesting because mm-hmm. it just makes it, gives it that little extra bit of reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a huge CG thing that's just been stapled on and, yeah. you know, it's not really there. But then you've got the bird coming out that's been nesting in yeah. the eye, is it? Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, it looks really real. Yeah, really real and obviously very ruiny. Yeah. Like, it's kind of forgotten about and not taken care of anymore, I guess, which is a bit sad. I think if I was fortunate enough to be able to go on a location trip to New Zealand, I would be devastated that they're not actually there. <laughs> I, imagine yeah. me, I imagine pulling up on the side of a river going, there we go. That's, yeah, that's uh, where it would be. No, it isn't. <laughs> and then they get out a picture and show, look, this is, this this is, is how, how it looks. looks. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the ideas for the sets and things like that came from two illustrators in particular yeah that they kind of consulted with uh-huh. throughout the film john john howe and alan lee so they're kind of like the considered like the foremost sort of yeah, experts on Bible yeah kind of thing of yeah location so um i got one of their calendars one year oh wow i can't remember whose it was now i'm really sorry but um, yeah, I got one of their calendars and I think it was like November was that yeah. painted. And I was like, yes. Amazing. So good. Act So Act 3 it's... has got a lot of fighting. Yes. Which brings us to, can you watch it with your mum? I suppose I probably could. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite brutal. It though, is isn't brutal. It? I mean, it's not Helm's Deep brutal. No. But we're getting there, aren't we? There's but... quite a bit of decapitation. Yeah. In this but film. then my mum's watched a lot of CSI Las Vegas and New York and <laughs> stuff, so I reckon she could handle that bit. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, there's a lot of. We spoke about Bilbo's scary face. That's uh-huh. that's scary. Oh, the cave troll scares me a bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> we forgot the about first cave couple troll. of times that I saw that. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared for it now, like Bilbo's scary face. <laughs> but the first couple of times, the fact that he pops out from a place behind the pillar that you're not expecting uh-huh. him to be when when Frodo when he's kind of oh, chasing yeah. Frodo around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know it now. I know where he comes mm-hmm. from. But the first couple of times that did make me jump something yeah. rotten. I know um, it's horrible. It's how he like sniffs. He's like, "I'm gonna find you." I know, but I feel sorry for the you. cave troll because he's you know he he's on a chain as well, isn't he? He's been kept hostage by the the orcs. Yeah. I don't think I think he's a pet, isn't he? Or a, or a guard dog, I guess. He seems for like the orcs. it. I feel a bit sorry for him. But would he just be trying to kill him anyway? I don't know much about cave trolls. To no, be fair. Me don't know. Uh, don't know what they, Maybe what they, they generally were really eat. Nice. Don't know the temperament. Yeah, but yeah, I do feel I do feel a bit sorry for him. Yeah, but yeah, th- there's lots of fighting in that part. I think that's the first decapitation is in the minds of Moria, and then in in that little, oh, that little yeah. section where yeah. they're fighting. Um, <laughs> and the bit where Legolas uh, stabs the orc in the face with his arrow. 
Yeah, <laughs> where he shoots, shoots yeah, that's it, nice and, and then says, "Yeah." I mean, it's not it's not graphic, uh-huh. but it's certainly a wince moment, isn't yeah. it? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, wow! You feel that? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, yeah, there's quite a bit of uh, there's quite a bit of violence in it. Although it's fantasy violence, so mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, and I've written down no bad language um, because I think um, "fool of a tuck" is a lot milder yes. than Pippin actually deserves. In that yeah, particular I think instance. so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if this was a 15 rated film, we'd have been getting an awful lot worse than that for alerting we'd the be learning, to their presence. We'd be learning Middle Earth swear words. Oh, we would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might even break into uh, the foul tongue of Mordor at that point. Um, but yeah, lots of fighting, but not just fighting, mm-hmm. lots of acting. Mm. Lots of acting. Yep. In, uh, in Act 3. Yeah, there is. Oh, oh it's so a little sad. bit devastating. It's it the breaking is. of the fellowship it and is. the breaking of your heart. Yes, yeah. I think is, is various that, points. Is that a title in the uh, in the a chapter title in the book, the breaking Ooh, of the fellowship? I can't I think remember. It might be, you know. Could be. Yeah, but that is essentially what happens. One of those annoying things, isn't it? Actually, in a book where like the title of the chapter gives away <laughs> yeah, what's about oh, to happen. <laughs> Spoiler! Much. I don't need to read it now. <laughs> yeah, I think it is actually. <laughs> Footnote. Chapter titles which are specifically mentioned in the film include A Shortcut to Mushrooms, At the Sign of the Prancing Pony, The Bridge of Khazad Doom, and The Breaking of the Fellowship. And thankfully not in the house of Tom Bombadil. Sorry, Tom. It's the it's the fight scene, the I mean amazing fight choreography, especially Lurts and Aragorn. Yeah. That fight is amazing. Yeah, it looks like they just hit hard. I think they did. And don't hold back. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think the word on the street is that Aragorn hurt a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> by, or, or a big or, I should say, just hurt a lot of people by being a little bit um, over-enthusiastic with his fighting. <laughs> well, be, I believe Jonathan Rhys-Davis wasn't very good at pulling his punches oh, either. <laughs> so I think he winded a few people. Yeah, yeah. And he's... Uh, Weirdly, he's a big guy. Isn't yeah, he? he's yeah, like yeah. six foot one, apparently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I believe he got into trouble a few times for actually yeah. walloping the uh, the stuntman. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the sad demise of Lurtz. Yeah. Um, I've I've written down. <laughs> it's not that sad in the in the. It's really of, not in the in it's... the film's sort of story and stuff. No, but, not yeah. at all. But he, yeah. But it... he does die in a particularly nasty way it is yeah and i have written down under other film references because i'm not sure the birds was really a reference Uh but i'm going with monty python and the holy grail right i'm definitely going with that being a reference (laughs) (laughs) tis but a scratch (laughs) i love that bit yeah where they like where he locks his arm off and then he and then he like lays it Aragorn and goes yeah and he actually pulls the sword further into his chest it's like oh my word what is this was this a 12 did we stop this is a 12 killing machine absolutely yeah and apparently that was all digital the arm off it's oh. completely digital. Oh, that's good. Um, not real. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not real. But not even done with like blue screen yeah. or you know or anything kind of physical. You well, know, that's just completely. Impressive. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ooh. But then he gets yes, very much decapitated. Yeah. Very dead. But kind of deserves it because kind he's of. just killed Boromir. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I mean Boromir's death scene is amazing. I was going to say I love it. I don't love it. I hate mm-hmm. it. Um, but. 
it, I just think it's a really good scene. But again, it is one of those James Bond esque scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, do you expect me to talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I expect you to die slowly, just with, with lots of arrows in non-lethal places. Oh, bless him! He could have just shot him in the head, though, couldn't he? You know, and then yeah, he's like a cat toying with his he prey, is. isn't he? He is. Yeah, you know. But it's uh, like your days are numbered, but I'm going to draw it out yes. and make it really hard on you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, That's you know, funny. it enables Boromir to take down quite a few more orcs mm-hmm. in the process. It does, yep. And then have an emotional um, farewell. farewell, oh my word. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, and they nearly cut that out as well. They, not what? not the whole scene, but just the end bit. Um, oh, I, I would have followed you, my brother, <sighs> my captain, my, my king. king. They nearly cut that out. Can you imagine? That's like... Well, it just would why? have made you feel less like... That bit gives you the feels. Exactly. It does, yeah. Yeah, I love that bit. I love it. Because oh, finally, is acknowledging him as his king? He is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it lays the, the path for the second and ultimately the third film, doesn't it? Yeah. Just what he's saying. Yeah, so, it's pretty brutal, it. that. Oh, love it. And then, at the end, when they're moving on, mm-hmm. he takes his gloves. He does, he yeah, you're right, on. he does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's nice. got something to remember him by. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, yeah, I love that. I oh, know. Love the scene. Um, and Frodo leaving the fellowship's really sad and emotional, mm-hmm. but got to be done. Yeah, he's making the right decision, isn't he, basically? Because he, he knows that as they get closer to Mordor and things, it's going to corrupt yeah. more of them. And then know? he sees what it does to Galadriel and yeah. he realises. I think he starts to realise, again, the bit where they're grieving for Gandalf mm-hmm. um, outside the mines, and he kind of wanders off a little bit. Yeah, like he's about to, he's shout ready to leave. Back. Though, yeah, and I he? think at that point it's starting to get into his head that it, you mm-hmm. know people are going to keep dying. Yeah, if he doesn't go it alone. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's sad, but it is necessary. Yeah, oh, I hate the bit before the big battle where Frodo mm-hmm. is. He's obviously like thinking about leaving at that point, and yeah. Boromir finds him and attacks him basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like no. I know, but he can't help it. It's the ring, isn't it? And you know, and then the bit where he falls and he just and he realizes what he's done. Oh, it's so sad. It is. He's very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like scene being scene being for being so amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, We're sorry you didn't make it to the second film, but you know. I'm glad that in the extended editions you get to like make an appearance. Though. I know. Yeah. Definitely. Yay. That's what extended editions are for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've literally got written on my paper in Boromir with a frowny face. <laughs> Breaking of the Fellowship Aww, with a frowny face. Yeah. But then, Aragorn, Gimli and Legolas Aww. not abandoning Merry and Pippin oh, to I torment know. of death. Yes. Yes. Let's hunt, hunt Let's some talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that bit. Aww. So that's like a nice brighter... And, and Merry and... Yes, yeah. Like Merry a brighter Pippin, pitch for the they, end. They sacri- almost sacrifice yeah, themselves they do, don't don't they, to, yeah. to let Frodo go. So mm-hmm. they're all, you know, they're all on board with this. Even though Pippin's kind of been a bit of a selfish twerp and not wanting to, and wanting <laughs> yeah. Frodo to go with them, <laughs> yeah. Mary's like, "No, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not not the brightest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've kind of we've gone, we've done some of them. But mm-hmm. um, do you have any favourite lines, and can you use them in real life that we haven't <laughs> mentioned so far? Let's see. Uh, you shall not pass. <laughs> yes. Usually, yeah. Use that quite a bit. Yeah. Usually with pets, actually. Often with pets. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. 
Um, you shall not pass, definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, I can use that in work quite easily as well. When we have to put the safety barriers up in stores. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. Um, I quite like, what is this new devilry? <laughs> I get to use that quite a lot as well. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly over the last, uh, you know, two years or so. <laughs> Um, also, I have no memory of this place. <laughs> I use that quite a lot when I'm out and about. But again, it makes no sense if mm-hmm. uh, you know if you're not with a fellow yeah. geek. True, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um, all we have to decide is what to do with the time yeah. that is given to us. You can use that. Yeah, I've used that a few times. Yes, yeah. When people have been in despair over something, mm-hmm. and I do like you can't use it in real life, but I do like as we said before, Boromir's, um little talk to himself mm-hmm. uh, on the mountain. It is a strange fate that we should suffer so much fear and doubt over such a little thing. And then when he gives yeah. it back, as you wish. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> and it's the worst bit of acting. I don't mean on Sean Bean's yeah, part, yeah. but on Boromir's part. Yeah. I cannot. It's like, you it's clearly really, do, Yes, you clearly You clearly do just want to take the ring and go, run away down <laughs> <Yeah>. the mountain. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do like that. Is there any good food? Now, here's the thing, because... We've had lots of good food in the first half. Yeah. And then there's very little, and this is the point where, you know, stuff's getting real for the hobbits because there's not much food, is there? Yeah, and that's I what they don't notice for. much food, actually. Well, they, they get lemba spread. They do get lemba spread, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's breakfast when um, when the crows come and uh, the spies. Yeah. They're making breakfast. Yeah. But they very quickly extinguish the fire. Oh, um, and then they have to get away from the. They do, don't, yeah. They so they don't have breakfast. Quick. But again, I just think that's almost like the hobbits are—they're on board with this now. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're making the cooking breakfast yeah. on Weathertop, aren't they? Yeah. And it's like, what's the problem? You know, whereas now they realise, no, this is quite serious. Yeah, we've got you to know. be careful what yeah. we're doing. So, yeah, but that's about the only good food here. Yeah. But, but I have noticed, is maybe throwing apples at the cave troll? What is he throwing at the cave troll? I don't think it's just rocks. I I'm thought sure it was something. just rocks. Maybe it is. I don't know. I thought they were coloured. And I keep thinking, has Mary got a stash of apples? Is he just throwing <laughs> he apples do, at this troll? Fair. I need to watch it again. I feel like but... a hobbit wouldn't throw food at someone, exactly, though. Exactly, yeah. Like, even yeah. a cave troll, it's like it's a waste. It is, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, times is difficult, so mm. maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> As for is there any running, there's a lot of running away from the orcs. There is a lot of running. Um, and I think when you get to the two towers, there's an awful lot more running. But, uh, <laughs> less running in this one. Yeah. I'm going to bring in just one more category. Okay. Coolest bit. Oh, right, okay. And I just think it deserves it deserves its own category. Aragorn taking on the orcs. Yeah. Just the coolest bit. Yeah. I think probably almost, I don't know, almost the coolest That's bit. That's where the slow-mo's good. Yes, exactly. The slow-mo is good yeah, in that exactly. Bit. Yeah. And he raises up the uh, his sword. He yeah. has a little little moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the coolest bit. When he walks out and you just see them all and you're like, oh yeah. my word. And it's like, it's how like, do you think you are going to take all of them? He's big old Martinson. He can yeah. take them on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that officially the coolest, coolest bit. bit, I think. I don't think I could top that, actually. No, no. no I don't think there is a Not cooler bit than that. I think all the bits, all the cool bits are with Aragorn, actually. In but, slow-mo, um, about in slow- <laughs> to take on way too many foes for yes, what's right. Usually. Like on Weathertop yeah. in the first part. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, is it a more movie we decided? It's, it's not. Definitely but not. But we, we don't have a problem with that. No. It's because the story is... Of its time exactly. as well. So, yeah. you know, 
And as we've seen, again, with The Hobbit, when you try and retcon something that mm-hmm. is of its time, mm-hmm. it is kind of obvious and laboured and unsuccessful, yes. ultimately, I would say. Yeah. So we have no problem with that. Galadriel is fierce and powerful enough for a hundred orcs, uh, yeah, a thousand absolutely. orcs. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're happy with that. Definitely. Uh, soundtrack... It's Howard Shaw, it's Howard it's Shaw. London Philharmonic Orchestra, yeah, yeah. amazing and epic. Yeah. Shout out to the brass section. <laughs> yeah. Because they have like the most epic tunes. Yeah. All, all the epic tunes true. are the horns and the trumpets. Yeah, that's true actually. Yeah. So Yeah, the strings are not getting a look in, are they? No. Yeah. And then oh the choristers. I don't I don't know who yeah. it is that sings these bits, but yeah, the choristers. It's the fact amazing. that they've they've got a male voice choir mm-hmm. in a mine. Because that's just so, but it's true. It's just like it's it's right and yeah. fitting, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Because all the you know, as we uh, as we found when we looked at uh, Brastoff, mm-hmm. you know, it's a yeah. community thing, isn't it? Having yeah. a brass band and a choir and whatnot. So it is. I don't know if that was um, done deliberately, but I, I like the way it ties in. Uh-huh. Uh, and in terms of singing, we've got Gandalf Lament, which is um, <laughs> the other thing that, that oh bless him. Legolas, I'm having a go at him, but <laughs> it's sad when he when he won't translate. Mm-hmm. But it's like get a grip, man. Yeah, you know, I have not the heart Why to tell you. Why should you just get to hear it? Probably. Actually, I do yeah. sometimes do. I do sometimes say for me the pain is far, far too near. <laughs> <laughs> the pain is still too near. Um, only is that about jest. running niggles? About anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, about the Hobbit, actually. Oh. <laughs> I have not the heart to talk about it, <laughs> but the pain is still too near. But yeah, I do think, oh, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You know, translate it, because it's a lovely song, and you know. Yeah. So, but they have to make up their own uh, lyrics, don't they? So that's quite sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, any nitpicks? Do no, you think, think any we... of it is far-fetched? I mean, within, <laughs> within its own universe, is yeah, it Yeah, the not eating is pretty far-fetched. <laughs> Hobbit's not eating yet. All this definitely. talk of food made me hungry now mm, as well. I know. Um, I always think it takes Gimli an awful lot of time to figure out that the mine is, has been trashed. He kind of walks in doing his, ah, now we shall experience the uh, welcome of the... It's like there's clearly... like. Skeletons everywhere. But as we saw in the previous scene, his eyesight's, eyesight's not great. Not quite right. Because he yeah. thought the crows were a cloud. Maybe so. that is a, a dwarf thing because he spends so much time in the dark. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Although you think that would improve your eyesight, getting used to being in the dark. Yeah, true. But you uh, yeah, that that uh, that always does. And I'm like, look around you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and when the um, I don't think it is the bridge. The bridge of Khazad Doom is where Gandalf stops the bal- balrog isn't it but mm-hmm. the bit where they're running down the steps and mm-hmm. when it when it falls and it conveniently falls it, yeah that, that is a nitpick yeah it's like it, mm, it's like happen. it's like in avengers endgame when people like kick off about all the female avengers ending up in one group together for the money shot yes yeah. and then it that's the same yeah not gonna happen it's yeah. like yeah it's impossible yeah. come on but to be fair i watched fast and furious nine at the weekend so my tolerance for that would never happen is fairly high. Really? <laughs> it's really Was high. it good? <laughs> I'm not sure. Who knows? It's, you know what? It's unreviewable, I think. It's unreviewable. Oh if you like Fast and Furious films, you're just yeah. going to laugh all the way through it. You know, If you don't, you're going to be very annoyed. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. But at least they do. Sorry, I'm reviewing another film now. But um, at least they do, at one point... 
make a comment, make a little kind of meta comment about mm-hmm. how come we do have all these fights and we never have any scratches on us. So at least they do address that <laughs> that's a problem. Yes. But, um, yeah. Um, Kaza Doom brings one of my favourite lines as well. Uh-huh. Nobody touches her dwarfs. <laughs> and then followed by, <laughs> not the beard! Not the beard! <laughs> we can't just sit with the beard, yeah, that is under uh, could it start a franchise mm-hmm. um, which we've already spoke about with The Hobbit oh, in fact I'm going, I'm going to retitle this section how much better is this than The Hobbit I'm going to change that now am I right in thinking that in The Hobbit mm-hmm. uh, like that when I'm just going to say yes you yes, are yes okay when they go up the pass of Caliphas is that what it's called um, with, with the, the snow and the where, uh, where there's the avalanche the mountains Caradras 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 the mountains the bit where they're the, the, the power, they go, yeah, anyway, yeah, that, you that. know, that bit, yeah. Um, am I right in thinking that in The Hobbit they do a similar thing, but there are actual snowmen throwing lumps of rocks? Rock at, giants. Goodness sake. Yes. I thought There's that. rock giants rock in giants. The Hobbit. Right. Which is not in The Hobbit. What a surprise. I, it, oh. But it just reminded me of it. I've only seen The yeah. Hobbit film once. And that was once too many. But um, I just remember watching this bit in Lord of the Rings and thinking, this is done so much better than having I mean, rock yeah. giants throwing rocks at people. I know. It's utter rubbish. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, and the mithril vest. I love that the, the mithril vest is mentioned in this and, and they said that Thorin gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ooh, all these little nuggets from The Hobbit. Yeah. But then actually, when you watch The Hobbit, it's like, mm, I actually preferred the... Little mentions on it. Yeah, I'd rather just have the, the hints of hobbits exactly. than yeah. the actual thing. Indeed, yeah. And yeah. apparently the mithril vest was actually a tight T-shirt. Oh. Um, they did make a mithril vest, uh-huh. but presumably it was too delicate or, you know, too expensive to actually do anything with. Right. So what he actually had was like a tight T-shirt with a little bit of mithril at the front. Right, so every time okay. he does the Superman it's thing... It's just got a little bit of like, it. It's just there, yeah. Oh. yeah. It'd be That's more comfortable, funny. I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, um, sorry, like, I guess this comes under any other business. Mm-hmm. Are we there yet? Are we I think any we're other there. business? I think we're there. Um, <laughs> apparently, the costume workers mm-hmm. um, had to hand link 12.5 million what? plastic rings. Oh, my word. Over the course of the films. Yeah. To the point where they actually rubbed it. This, I don't know if this is real, if this is possible or not. I feel like it could be if you were handling that much. Yeah. Apparently, the saying, or the story goes, mm-hmm. the costume workers actually rubbed the fingerprints off the index fingers and thumbs. Well, yeah. By I'm the not, end of the films. I'm prepared to believe that. I know. It sounds plausible, doesn't Goodness, it? It sounds painful. Uh, yeah. RSI. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of someone with an RSI <laughs> yeah. thumb, yes, sounds very plausible yeah. and very painful. Yeah. Um, but speaking of pain, um, I've got ha- like a list of all <laughs> all the injuries <laughs> that the cast incurred. Uh-huh. Like, I think some of these might have happened throughout the films, but I've read them when I've been reading up about Fellowship of yes. the Rings, so I'm uh-huh. include them all. So, um, just skipping back to the First part, um, mm-hmm. Ian McKellen wasn't supposed to hit his head on that wooden beam oh, in, in, in Bag the End. Bag end. Yeah. He actually just clunked his head on it, but just play, so just cool. played it out yeah, into yeah. the scene, so they just Could, kept because it. Because he's in. a professional. Um, Jeremy Davis, obviously, we mentioned that he had the like really bad allergies to the prosthetics and also injured several stuntmen <laughs> because he was not good at stunt <laughs> fighting. Um, 
Apparently he didn't he didn't want to do like all the um sort of planning and choreography side of things. Right. So he would just stand there and go, So who's coming at me next? Who's coming at me first? Uh-huh. You're coming at me then after that and you're coming after me after that. Just just come at me. Come at me. <laughs> and basically <laughs> yeah. just like literally didn't have any actual like fight scene uh-huh. planned out with him, just went, You come at me, you come at me, you come at me and just beat them all up. Yeah. <laughs> that was his that was his fighting style. I like it. Um the Hobbits bless him. Um, they had to be up and in their trailers for like five o'clock in the morning, sometimes earlier to start having their feet glued on, mm. which took like two and a half hours or something crazy like that. And then at the end of the day, obviously, they would have to spend about an hour or so getting them removed as well. I, I believe as well, I've not got mm. the figure to hand, but I believe that Sean Astin was so cross about this <laughs> that he made a record of how many days they had to do that yeah. when their feet weren't actually on screen. Apparently, <laughs> not, have you got it? They counted it? 50 days over oh, the entire film no, shoot for 16 months. Time. Yeah, that they went through that. For no reason. That, yeah. Wow. I know. That is upsetting. Oh, no. That really is upsetting. But apparently he kept going up to Peter Jackson and, like, reminding him, that's 30-something days now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my feet haven't been in the shop. <laughs> um, I'm surprised there aren't scenes where the hobbits are just lifting their feet up into shots. <laughs> just, for, just for fun. Walking like they've got flippers on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so on on the subject of Sean Astin, this is one of the well known stories of injuries from Lord of the oh, Rings. Yes. Uh, in the final act, when he's running after Frodo into the water, yeah, he um, yeah, he sliced his foot on a piece of glass that was in the riverbed. Oh, and apparently they'd had a diving team in there, looking oh. around to make sure there was no things that he could. Yeah. Injure himself on running into the water because obviously, yeah. like, they've got some, they've got a bit of a soul in, Imagine in if the he hobbit. Imagine had feet. his feet on. Yeah. But it was obviously quite thin. Yeah. And it just went straight through the prosthetic, ah. straight through the soul and into oh. his foot. Um, oh. But he, he did get to have a helicopter ride to a hospital oh. to stitch oh. it up. Every cloud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orlando Bloom broke several ribs because he did quite a lot of his own stunts. So, yeah, he broke quite a number of ribs, apparently. Uh Ouch. And he also, um, apparently throughout the course of the film, sometimes you notice that his eyes aren't the same blue that they they are at the start. And Uh it's because he was having um, problems wearing the contact lenses. He was, like, scratching his eyes. Yeah. So... They did that. Um, Liv Tyler, this is what I was uh, referencing earlier ah, right. on with the uh, with the river scene where yeah. she draws a sword out to face off against uh-huh. the ring race. Um, she accidentally stabbed herself in the thigh at that point so she with her sword. Enough training. <laughs> <laughs> she had a lot of training, but yeah. not enough to not stab herself in the in the thigh. Ouch. Yeah. With Ow. like what essentially looks like Ow. a samurai sword. Yes. That's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Viggo Mortensen chipped his tooth in one of the scenes, and. Wanted to just carry on filming, so tried to persuade Peter Jackson to just super glue it back on. <laughs> and Peter Jackson went, no, we're going to go to the dentist. He's an actual crazy person, isn't he? He is a crazy person. And then um, Peter Jackson, bless him. Uh-huh. Uh, the stress, I guess, it was of the filming and editing and everything. He yeah. ended up having emergency gallbladder surgery. Goodness. Because, yeah, he'd, um, shall we say, neglected his health. Yes. And stress adds to him, that kind, kind of, of issue. When you watch the behind the scenes, he looks like he's neglected his health yeah. towards the end of the... It looks but, and, he, and he paid the days, price yeah, in his gallbladder yeah. for it. So, yeah. So they're just some of the 
injuries and things. There's another one that I'm thinking of, and I think it's in the second film, um, where didn't um, Viggo Mortensen break his toe? Kicking oh, oh. a hem a helmet, and it's still in. <laughs> oh. But it's still in. You're gonna have to watch it now. Okay, yeah. It's when um, oh, what happens? They got they, they find they find a big pile of dead bodies. Where is it? They find a big pile of dead bodies, and Aragorn is obviously cut up about. Oh, it's it. when the orcs have all killed each other. Is that it? And, oh, and that's Rowan right. Yeah, up and that's kill, right. And where they go burn them and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's a big pile of burning bodies, and there's a helmet. Mm-hmm. And he kicks it in frustration oh, no. and breaks his toe oh. and falls to his knees and goes, <laughs> ah! But he's actually going, I hope that ah, is a true story. It is a true story. That is a true story. That is legit. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's on the commentary. Yeah, yeah. Ouch. But you watch it and you're like, <laughs> oh man, I feel that. Oh, I feel man. that. It's a bit like the bit in Mission Impossible where. Um, Tom Cruise broke his, oh, his, yeah. his ankle, and every time you yes. watch it, you're like, "Oh man, that's the bit. That's it. it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh did I, you suffer for the ride? I, I forgot to mention the um, all the guys who um, got into costume to be like Uruk High. Yeah, they filmed that scene in like 38 degree heat, oh, and they were filming for days. Yeah, and it was like a heat wave. Yeah. So bless them. I don't know whether respect. I feel more sorry for them. Or for Orlando Bloom, who had to wear his elf costume, no matter what the temperature, because elves don't feel cold. Yeah. So when they're in the snow, I mean, I know most of the snow's fake, but some of yes. it isn't, and he's got to wear his elf costume yeah. and just look like he's not remotely bothered. So, <laughs> you know. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only other couple of bits of, of any other business that I've got is we get a bit in the extended edition Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't in the cinematic edition, where he goes to his mother's grave, doesn't he? Where Aragorn yeah. goes to his mother's grave and we kind of learn that he's been raised in in Rivendell. Mm-hmm. He's a human yeah. raised by elves. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think how much different the Will Ferrell Christmas film could have been <laughs> had he been raised in Rivendell <laughs> rather than at the North Pole. Yes. I thought maybe there's some kind of crossover film to be made there. <laughs> maybe. It just turns out different for Aragorn. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. But he's essentially Will Ferrell. <laughs> he is. He's a human raised by elves. <laughs> Does that make Elrond Father Christmas? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No beard, though. No, no beard. beard. Um, and yeah, the only other bit of any other business, which has got absolutely zero to do with with fellowship, mm-hmm. but I was just looking. I was intrigued because this this extended edition is two hundred and eight minutes long. Yeah, um, which is pretty long. Mm-hmm. I can think of longer films, but you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wondered what the longest film, the, the longest film ever made. Okay. Is. Yeah. Go on. What? And as far as I can tell from the internet, uh-huh. that reputable source of information. <laughs> Um, it's a it's a 2019 film, right? Directed by uh, Ashraf Shishua. It's a Bangladeshi film. Mm-hmm. It's called I'm gonna have a go at this. Amra Ekta Cinema Banabo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UK title is The Innocence, and it is 21 hours long. What? It's 21 hours long. Okay. Uh, it's in eight parts. Uh huh. So, you know, I guess if you had it on DVD, which I don't think anyone has, I don't think it's got a release, but, well, you'd have to have, I don't know how many DVDs you'd have to have, but you'd watch it as a series, I guess. Yeah, you'd have to treat it just but like it, a TV series. But it was actually a cinematic wow. movie. It was actually released in cinemas. It's 21 hours long. That is some hardcore cinema going. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the 
point is of having mm. a 21 hour film divided into eight sections that's just a series yeah it sounds more like a series but to me. It, you know it's on record as yeah. that is that is the the longest film wow. and what really made me chuckle i thought has anyone actually watched this mm-hmm. you know because it's a big ask isn't it you yeah know? i mean i can barely get through a box set you know it takes me i know you're a bit quicker than me but you know sometimes, it can take me a, sometimes. years to get through a box set um, there's one imdb review right which says it's a bit on the long side. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Indeed, yeah. Gives it 10 out of 10, though. Yeah. But it's oh, a wow, bit on okay. the long side. 10 yeah. out of 10? 10 out of 10, so yeah. Maybe it's worth a watch. Possibly. I think he entitled the review, though, would not watch again. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. But who's got that amount of time? Yeah, know? true. So, true. so, yeah. So, props to Peter Jackson for keeping mm-hmm. it in under 210 minutes. Yeah. Sadly, we did not manage. We that did not manage our title. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. We did not manage. I told to you we were under. being optimistic. Oh, I know, but it, I think I still think it's shorter than the film. Yeah, uh, just about. Just about. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, what are we going to do next month? We don't know. It's March next month. What's it, what's it is? What's important about March? Anything? Summer's coming. Pancakes. Oh yeah, it's pancakes as well. I can't March. think of Isn't any pancake-related films, but maybe we just need to think harder. Yeah. Or maybe we can watch Amra Ekta Cinema Bernabo, but we'll have to start now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and get the DVD player on. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll see you next month. See you later. Bye bye now. <laughs>